Welcome to One World, One Future, the Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nevison, and we highlight changemakers around the world who are making a difference in their community. Hello, everyone. I'm super excited for today's guest, and I cannot wait for you all to meet her and hear what she has to say. May is Melanoma Awareness Month, and I have waited to have her on the podcast. I'm so excited to have Amber Goodner joining us today because Amber has done so much to bring awareness to melanoma. Amber, can you tell us the audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, thank you so much for having me. First of all, I live in Arkansas. I was born and raised here. I live here with my husband, Jacob. We actually will be married for four years this month. We don't have any kids yet, but we have two fur babies. I have a golden doodle named Nala and a cat named Kit Kat. I have an accounting degree and I own my own clothing boutique here in town. And we also have an online store. And in my spare time, I love doing all kinds of outdoor activities. That's incredible. And congratulations on being married for four years. That's awesome. So I was doing a little bit of Instagram stalking, and I saw that you founded the Melanoma Awareness and Prevention Program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. So I graduated from college in 2013. And that summer, I had went back to my doctor and had a mole removed off my leg. And I really didn't think anything of it, but it actually came back as being cancerous. It was melanoma. Um, When I found out, I wasn't even living in Arkansas at home at the time. I had just moved to outside Nashville, Tennessee. And so it was a little bit much trying to take in all that and not having my parents there with me. They just had to call me on the phone and tell me. And so I went through the process of having the cancer removed. I was one of the lucky ones that caught it early enough that it could be removed all with surgery. I didn't have to have any chemotherapy or anything like that because it hadn't went to any other parts of my body at that time. And so after that whole process, um, I decided to use my story to help others prevent um, themselves from going through what I had to go through. I was an avid tanning bed user all the way through college. Um, I guess I probably started using it when I was 15, I would guess. And so I used it off and on. I probably used it mm, three days a week, I would say. And so. I think that that was probably the cause of my melanoma was just being in the tanning bed. And so I founded the Melanoma Awareness and Prevention Program. And since then, I have been to all kinds of organizations and classrooms throughout Arkansas, giving my presentation and sharing my story. That's incredible. Well, congratulations on fighting off that melanoma. Um, I know you personally, and I know you're a super strong and super kind person, and what you're doing is so incredible. For the audience out there who don't know what melanoma is, can you kind of give them a little background of what it is? Sure. So there's different types of skin cancer. Um, Melanoma is the worst skin cancer that you can get. It's the most deadly. Um, especially when it's not caught early. It's really the only type of skin cancer that can go to different parts of the body if it's not taken care of. 
And so at that point, that's when it becomes deadly is when it starts going to your lymph nodes and your distant organs and affecting all different parts of your body just besides your skin. Got it. Well, thank you for telling the audience a little bit about that. On your Instagram, you uh, just posted recently that you're having a virtual 5K fundraiser. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, Why'd you start it? Where the money's going? Yes. So this is the third year that I have been with the AIM at Melanoma Foundation. They have walks all across the United States to raise money. They do all kinds of research. They just opened a couple of years ago now a tissue bank. And so they are able to do research and come up with different ways of treating melanoma with the money that is raised. And so my fundraiser this month goes to my AIM Walk team. I will be traveling to Dallas this October to participate in that. And so, yeah, it's a really great cause. I've tried different fundraisers throughout the years. I've done fundraiser pageants. Um, Last year before COVID hit, we actually had a princess party planned and we were going to have Disney princesses there and do like a spa day with all the little girls. But COVID happened. And so we had to cancel that. And so this year, I really enjoy running myself. And so being an international title holder, I wanted to come up with something that everyone could be involved with if they wanted to. And so that's why I chose to do the virtual 5k. That's incredible. Um, Is there a way that people who are listening to this podcast episode can um, register for the 5k? Is there a specific website that they need to go to? Yes, I actually have to check out through my boutique website because it was just the easiest thing to do. Um, But the fastest way to get to that link is if you will find my Instagram, Royal International Miz, and it's just M-S, not M-I-S-S. And the link is in my bio. It's also in the bio on my personal Instagram, which is Amber A. Goodner. Awesome. Well, to everyone out there, I definitely know I'm going to go register because I want to be a part of all the amazing stuff that Amber's doing. And I 100% recommend that you go do that as well. And speaking of fundraising, can you share with us your favorite fundraising event that you've ever done? Oh, goodness. I think it would probably have to be my fundraiser pageant that I did here locally the very first year that I did it, just because it was something new and exciting. And where I'm from, it's a really small community. And so there's not a lot of pageants that take place here. And so I think it was just a really good time to have young girls be able to compete in a pageant if they thought that they may be interested in it. And so it was a way to raise money, but it was also a way to help younger girls take that first step in competing in a pageant. That's awesome that you started a pageant. As a pageant girl myself, I definitely know pageants are so much fun. But um, did you have a specific reason why you wanted to do a pageant? And can you walk us through the steps of how you organized it and kind of what happened? Sure. So I picked a pageant because obviously I love pageants. Um, And I just thought that it would be a good way to bring everyone together in the community 
And so I, I think that the first year I had it, we had close to 50 contestants, which is a lot for here. And we had a ton of people in the crowd. And so not only was it good for the girls that were competing on stage to have that audience, but I was able to tell my story to the audience as well. And so being super organized, I guess, um, that really helped me with planning the pageant. Um, going into it, I had no idea how many people to expect or how many girls per division. And the younger divisions, I always like to give a little tiara to all of the girls, no matter where they place at, because that way they all think that they're a princess and they're completely happy with that. And so my first year took a lot of time and planning. And then after that, I have been able to use that model that I came up with for all the years that I have done it afterwards. And I want to say my very first year that I did the pageant was 2014. Awesome. Do you know, you've probably raised a lot of money, but do you have an estimate for how much money you've raised in all the fundraiser you've done for the AIM Melanoma Foundation? Well, my first three years, I want to say, um, it wasn't to AIM. I did not know about AIM at that time. And so I did Relay for Life. And so between Relay for Life and then the AIM at Melanoma Foundation, it has to be getting close to about $10,000 that I've raised. Wow. That's a lot of money. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I, that's so incredible. You, you've raised that much money to put towards um, research of melanoma. That's incredible. So in what ways can the audience get involved in your um, uh, melanoma awareness and prevention program? Sure. So the easiest way to get involved is by joining my fundraiser, obviously, because whenever you complete it, you will receive a finisher's medal. And you can post that on your personal social media. And that just brings awareness to all of your followers as well. Because a lot of people don't really think about skin cancer. Um, it's not one of like the cancers that people think as being really bad. But it is one that tends to affect younger people earlier and earlier now. And so it's definitely something that like my age and your age um, should be taking steps to prevent it. And so I think that it's really good to get especially parents involved and know that they should be using sunscreen and why they should be using sunscreen and educate their children that it's not just something that they have to put on, but the reason behind it. And I'm also working on a children's book. And so eventually that will be another way that you can get involved. Um, I actually went back to school this semester to finish up getting my 150 hours. I have a bachelor's degree, but in Arkansas, you need 150 hours for CPA licensure. I have an accounting degree, like I said. And so I went back to finish that. And so that's kind of delayed the book getting done. <laughs> from taking a full load of classes this semester and working full time. But later this year is That's when I awesome. expect it. That's incredible. As a published author myself, I know 
writing books take a long time. So I'm definitely going to be keeping a lookout for that book because I'm definitely going to want to get a copy. And I recommend the audience does the same because like I said earlier, Amber is doing incredible stuff and is bringing awareness to a very important topic. So on all of my podcast episodes, I really like to get the audience involved in each episode. I post on Instagram and ask if they have any questions for the person I'm interviewing. And although you have answered some of them already, um, speaking of sunscreen, one of the ones that they asked was, what is the best way to teach children the importance of sunscreen? Well, there are some educational books already out there. Whenever I go to the elementary schools, I always take one with me just because I think that the book illustrates it better for them in their mind. They gain more of an understanding from the book than just an adult telling them. Um, And so I think reading the book and then them seeing the characters in the book use the sunscreen and why um, really helps them. I know there was one classroom that I went to and I had a couple of parents message me on social media and they were like, thank you for going and thank you for reading that book because my kid has asked to put on sunscreen now. And so I think sometimes it's a book and sometimes it's just someone else that needs to tell the kids why they need to do it other than a parent. Awesome. And I have to say with me, most of the audience knows that I do live in Arizona. So definitely a lot of sun here, but everywhere in the country, I 100% think that no matter how dark it is, no matter if it's like snowing or raining, you probably still need sunscreen to keep yourself safe. So Most of the audience knows this, but on each podcast episode, I ask the same question and everyone says their answer differently because everyone has a different answer. And I love to hear what everyone has to say because it's always different and everyone just gives the audience a great way to give back to their community. But that one question is, if you had 10 minutes to volunteer and make a difference in your community, what exactly would you be doing? Well, like I said, I live in a really small community, but I am in my Rotary Club and we just built this past year a blessing box and I like to go shopping. And so I would probably go shopping just to fill the blessing box back up for people that need food. Awesome. That's a great way to spend 10 minutes. I love that answer. So what advice do you have for someone that wants to either bring awareness to melanoma in their community or just get involved in general in their community? So most larger cities have an AIM walk. Um, I live in Mena, Arkansas, and like I said, tiny community. And so the closest one to me is Dallas, Texas, which is about four hours for me. And so usually there is an AIM walk that is going to be fairly close to everyone. And you can look it up on the aimatmelanoma.org website. And they also have a lot of facts on their website about melanoma and skin cancer in general. And so those are always good to look at. And I also always enjoy reading other people's stories Um, They usually take the time to post different people that have gone through melanoma. And so um, 
it's always interesting to see their take on it and what their family did um, and just hear their story. That's so cool. Going back to the audience questions, um, I have two more for you. Like I said earlier, you did answer some of them already, but those two are, do you have any tips for someone who's going to an international pageant? Now, you said earlier that you are an international title holder. So what advice would you have for someone who's attending a pageant that's internationally? So RIM was my third time there this year, this past year. And my best advice is to be yourself and have fun. And I don't think that I did both of those things until this past year, just because the nerves get the best of you. Um, it's really hard to be yourself and have fun and be calm at the same time and just enjoy every single moment. But this past year, that was my entire goal going into internationals was to live in each moment and take it in and whatever happens happens but at the end of the day I was myself and I had fun and I think that's all that you can really ask for out of yourself because you're the only person that can be the best you and so as long as you are being the best you then no one can beat you in that aspect I agree. Great advice. I'm definitely everyone out there. If you're going to a pageant or not, always be yourself. Being yourself was the number one priority and always have fun. So staying on the international queen um, topic, what is your favorite thing about being a RIM international queen? Definitely all of the travel opportunities that I've had. I love to travel. And even with COVID this past year, we were able to do a lot of traveling. Um, we went to Las Vegas in October. And then I went to Oklahoma, the state pageant. And then I went to the Pennsylvania state pageant. And my husband went with me to that one. And then we drove on up to New York to Niagara Falls. And that was the first time that either of us had been there. And so that was really neat. And then on the way back, we stopped in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and we went zip lining and did the sky bridge and had lots of fun there. And it was during the fall. And so the trees were so pretty. And then I took the month of December off for Christmas to spend time with my family. And then January came and it was the Arkansas state pageant, um, the Texas state pageant, and then February, we went on our international royalty trip, which was supposed to have been a cruise, but we couldn't go because of COVID. And so it was back in Orlando. And then we drove over to Sarasota Beach, which is just south of Tampa. And we spent some days there and jet skied and just had so much fun together. And then there are, I think there's about 10 of us that are going to New York City at the end of this month. That's exciting. You've been very, very, very busy. Um, but that's so cool that all you've done and all the amazing stuff you've been doing. So actually, another thing I do on every single episode of my podcast is a speed round. I give everyone 30 seconds and I have a list of 30 questions. So right now, the highest score is 10 questions answered. And if you can be 10, you get bragging rights. 
So if you're up for it, I would love to do the speed round with you. Let's do it. But I feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I have a Southern accent and so I automatically talk slower. <laughs> I think you'll do great. I, th- I think that you're at least going to get mm, seven questions. Most, most people get seven. Okay. Awesome. On the count of three, I will start the timer and I have my questions ready. One, two, three. Favorite color? Purple. Favorite animal? Dog. Favorite sports team? Arkansas Razorbacks. Favorite food? Chicken. Favorite vacation place? The beach. Favorite memory of 2020? Winning rim. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite word? Sparkle. Favorite movie? The Blind Side. Favorite book? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Um, The Twilight series? I I like it. And that's 30 seconds. I stopped the timer (laughs) right as I asked the last question. But you got 10, so you tied for first place, which is an accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank you. I would would probably get, like, five, to be completely honest. I'm going (laughs) to these, like, elaborate answers of what my favorite book is. But congratulations. That was awesome. I think I have read the Twilight series, I don't even know how many times. Probably at least five, like all the way through. Oh, wow. (laughs) I've never read it, so I probably should probably read it. (laughs) And to wrap up this episode, we've had so much fun, and I've had so much fun talking to you. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell the audience? Yes. So I've learned after going through melanoma that there are things that happen to you during life that isn't necessarily good and isn't something that you would choose to happen to you, but it's what you do with it that matters. And so I just looked at going through melanoma as an opportunity to use my story to help others. And that's how the Melanoma Awareness and Prevention Program was born. And without having to go through that experience, it would have never happened. Awesome. Well, that's incredible that you've started something that's so successful after something that happened to you. Thank you so much, Amber, for being a change maker and starting the Melanoma Awareness Prevention Program. You really are a light to a lot of people and you really inspire me to continue going forth and every single day and being the best version of me that I can possibly be. As always, to all the audience listeners out there, if you know someone who is a change maker and you think that they would be a good fit to be on the podcast, please contact us on Instagram and we can continue to expand our reach to have even more change makers all over the world have their stories be shared. Once again, I'm your host, Ashley Nevson, on One World, One Future, the Bite Size Podcast. And thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to know what's happening next.